Hey, this is That's That's the Spirit Podcast. Welcome. Uh, I'm Steph. I'm Robin. And this is the second half of our demon episodes. I will say, last episode I got really self-conscious about talking about God and Christianity. I still feel that way, but I'm gonna, it's, it's easier to do it through the framework of a creepy tale. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling way better. Still yeah. got this rosary on. It's not your fault that you're knowledgeable. I'm not even knowledgeable. I think that's what was bothering me most about it is that I was talking out of my ass the entire time about something that is so nuanced. I mean, you're <sighs> fine. I couldn't even remember how to say the Shema, which is like the base. It's like the Lord's Prayer, but mm. <laughs> for Jews. Oh, yeah. So you're fine. You know what? I will say this. Say it. A couple it. of years ago, speaking of not remembering how to do prayers, I, like, for some reason, maybe it was, like, a Christmas Eve or something, I went to church with my family to a, a Catholic church, and I thought n- none of that stuff was ever going to change. They they up and changed it, oh, man. Oh, there's a John Mulaney bit where he talks about going to church, and he responds, and also with you, and everybody else in the church <laughs> says something different. That was me. That was me. And, like, a lot of thanks be to God changed to something else. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they stopped saying and also with you and tried to, it's, it's almost like they tried to make it something that sounds more modern and acceptable. Like, and with you, too. Yeah, which is stupid. Just keep it. Keep it like the old-fashioned type way. K-I-S-F. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, keep it simple, Satan. <gasps> Don't you dare. Today he we're seems talking like, about demons. <laughs> today we're talking about demons and Stephanie's Catholicism problems. You got a lot of guilt. It's fine. As usual. Um, yeah, I don't even know where to start, man. The As many of you who are interested in this probably know, you can look up pretty much anything and it could be a demon possession. <laughs> oh, you can blame almost anything, as yeah. I will be talking about, mm-hmm. on a demonic possession. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I wish I would invoke that excuse more because there I can think offhand of at least seven or eight times within the past month where I could have blamed different things on that. But, <laughs> you know. Sorry I was late. <laughs> sorry I was late. Momentarily I didn't possessed. Feel like going to work. Uh, you know, I'm sorry I was crabby. Yeah, that one demon of laziness. Yeah, sorry I fell ate upon a me. lot of your birthday cake. That one's straight to my yeah. sister. Sorry, Zoe. Oh, uh, there is this thing that I forgot. There's a couple people in the demon hierarchy that I was mentioning last time. Mm-hmm. There's all different sorts, and a lot of them, uh, a lot of people decided to just put the seven deadly sins with a demon. Oh, all right. So I think Beelzebub is in charge of uh, one. Of, Satan's in charge of wrath. I'm pretty sure. Probably. Other than that, I have no idea. Feels right. Are there any female demons? Yeah, there's one that's supposed to be Satan's wife, whose name I forget. One of his... Oh, okay. Uh, There was some website that I found. I think I wrote it down over here. Why can't she be her own lady? That's what I was thinking. It was pretty offensive that she had to be just some kind of a demon wife. Ugh, feels on brand for whenever in history the Bible is written. I don't know, maybe like... 2,000 years ago. Yeah. Probably after that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) When was it written? I don't know. The Bible? (laughs) 
I don't know, man. Is it a real time account? I mean, there's I've never read it. It's a uh, yeah. I feel like it. It has to be around. It was like the year six hundred A.D. ish, right? Thousand. I think it was a few hundred years after. <laughs> I don't know. But you in my heart and Tommy. mind, I'm like, whatever. That was olden times, and that olden times yeah. means anything before 1901. <laughs> 50 years ago. Yep. Um, there's this website, demonicpedia.com. Oh, my com- God. I think yeah. I visited this, too. For a comprehensive list of all demons and their hobbies. It gets into what they're like, what they're into. Uh, that's where I saw this demon that was one of Satan's wives. And it says the demon of, quote, whores, which, like... Come on, guys. More like such a the mean angel word. of whores. Yeah. Also, whores, it's like, don't say that anymore. Even if you are a website dedicated to classifying demons and explaining Sex what their hobbies worker. are. Mm-hmm. That's, ex- that's yeah. Let's mm-hmm. have some respect. And that demon should leave them the fuck alone. All, as all demons should. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of also, your ghost. Get out I'm your sorry, demon. but if you're a demon of blank... In my mind, that reads to me as friend of blank. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, don't worry. That like spooky creek that follows me around my home is just the demon of like sleeping until eleven. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and that's just like that's that's like my friend. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. No, you're ab- you're absolutely right. I think that a lot of times. Demon and angel are interchangeable. No? In a way, but I think that more often I hear it as, like, everybody's like, I've got my demons. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I sleep too late and I eat too much pie. Those are, like, as we were saying before, metaphorically, like, those are that person's demons. Mm -hmm. There are people that take it literally and they say that this person has the sloth demon. And, which I know you're thinking about something else. I know you're thinking about real sloths, but an evil demon sloth and that, Aww. yeah, it's adorable. But sloth as a as one of the seven no, deadly I, sins, yeah, I get it. one of those demons, and maybe the demon of gluttony. I've seen seven. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good one. It is a good one, but also yeah, horrifying. What's your favorite Kevin Spacey movie? Who? Um, In and Out, maybe. I think I just, I, I have to go Usual Suspects. Oh, all right. I like American Beauty. I really do. I do, too. Is it weird, too? No. I mean, I think it's just, like, a cliche. I remember watching it for the first time in, like, Rachel, and I'm sure Zoe was there, but she was probably a baby. But Rachel and I were, like, alone in our hotel room while our parents were probably, like, eating or something. And we rented it on the hotel TV because they had movies Ooh, still in theaters yes. that you could, like, rent and watch. We got, like, at least one full hour into it. And there's, like, the scene where... Uh, who's the main woman in it? Um, Annette Benning. Is it Annette Benning? Oh, I think so, but I could be wrong. I feel like it is, too. But anyway, she's, like boning down with some guy. Oh, oh yeah, that there's other like a real estate guy. Full, yeah, there's like a full-on, like, butt-thrust sex scene. Aww. And our parents walked in <gasps> right when that scene started. No! So we clicked, like, stop, and we were like, stop, 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 And we stopped the movie so they wouldn't think that we were, like, watching a porno. And then they left to go do something again. And we were like, okay, let's 
start it again and finish it. It turns out we had to re-rent it and we rewatched the entire thing up to that point and finished it. And I'm actually shocked that our parents never mentioned like, hey, we noticed you charged American Beauty to the room twice. Like two times. Within a span of They a probably hours. thought you watched the whole thing and then were just dying to see that butt thrust again and then rented it one more time. I bet you're right. Yeah, I'm sure. It was a good one. That's a good one. I don't think it's cliche to like that movie. I think it's cliche to be obsessed with Donnie Darko. Is he in that movie? No, it just happened around the same time <laughs> okay. that people were obsessed with things. <laughs> like... At, I don't like, think it came out around the same time. That came out around high school. But it when ha- we were like, in high school. It happened around the same time when people started being like, do you know about movies? And people started giving a shit and talking about them a lot. Everyone, at least that I knew. I think in our, in was, our world, Would not stop yes. fucking talking about Donnie Darko. But not until we were in like, we were like freshmen in high school. When did American Beauty come out? Like 98, 97. What? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we were freshmen in high school in, like, 2000. Yeah, but I'm going to look it up now. (laughs) We have the demon of movies, I guess. We're both possessed by a demon of not remembering anything right from high school, which I think everybody has that demon. All right. You really want to look it up? American Beauty came out in 1999. (laughs) We Donnie just Darko got came out in 2001. So, like, yeah, right around the same time. Two years! That's the same time in movie <laughs> It came time. out in a post-9-11 world. Oh, okay. You really want to get into that? No, we can't. We're sticking with demons. Ugh. Okay, you want to go first? <laughs> 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 well, I would love to go first. <laughs> Do you want me to? No. No. I'm ready to talk about it, and I'm no longer thinking about Donnie Darko or 9-11. Stupid at all. Darko. I never think about either of them. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about the trial of Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, what? also known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. Oh, no. Ba-na-na. It's the first court case in the U.S. in which this defense cited demonic possession in its denial of personal responsibility. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. A jury said, it's more likely that a demon did this than no, you. No, no, no. No, to be clear, his, his lawyer said that. His lawyer claimed that. Oh, okay. Sorry. But All that was right, okay. the lawyer's defense. Oh, demonic wow. possession. Ooh, bold. All right. So guess what? This one takes place. In our beautiful home state of Connecticut. Oh, man. Not surprised. Yep. The story begins in 1980 when 11-year-old David Glatzel awoke from a dream describing a man with big black eyes, a thin face with animal features, Uh jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns, and hooves. Oh. Yeah. This is exactly what Tommy said demons don't look like. I know, but, you know, it was 1980. I don't know, Tommy. The Shining had just come out. You know, tensions were high. Yeah. According to David, the man had warned him, quote, beware. Haunting. Oh, God. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Um, So David was known by friends and family to not make up these kinds of stories or have vivid nightmares, so it was a real departure from his normal demeanor. Uh, he started becoming paranoid and withdrawn, and he had an older sister named Debbie, and Debbie asked her fiancé to stay with the family for a while 
and try to have some male bonding time with David to help him out. Mm -hmm. Debbie's fiance was Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Whoa. Now, what kind of a person names the middle name Cheyenne Mm -hmm. and the first name Arnie? It seems like a weird choice. It was a weird time, to be honest. Wait, what year is this? In 1980, when this all began, oh, he, was no. in, he was 19. Arnie Cheyenne is exactly what everybody in the 1980s was named. So that was, makes sense. So he would have been born in 61. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that feels right. Um, all right, so uh, after Arnie moved in with the family, things got worse rather than better. David started waking up uh, to scratches and bruises that had appeared on his body during the night. His nightmares were getting more vivid. Um, the terrifying man beast he was seeing started to appear to him not just while he was asleep, but in waking life as well. What? David described the monster as, quote, an old man with a white beard dressed in a flannel shirt and jeans. That's just my Which honestly sounds like a pretty chill, normal guy. And a lot of people that I know and I'm friends with. Father time. Mm -hmm. Also Santa on the off months. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if he can get his hands on some jeans. Sure, I'm sure but, he can. But, you know, I read this and I was also like, what became of the hooves? You yeah, know? well, demons can shapeshift. And I say that as if I'm sure of it, but I don't know. You sound pretty sure of it. But uh, it seems like they could. No, I get the vibe that they can. Yeah. Anyway, the Glatzel family were very freaked out, and they went to their church for help. Uh, priest blessed the house. But that seemed to only enrage the beast man. Uh-oh. Since all of the anomalies and symptoms that had already been happening started increasing in frequency and intensity. And this was only happening to... David. David. The boy in the family, the young boy. And it only started when Arnie moved in. No, it began when they moved into their house. Ah. Arnie moved in to try and kind of, like, help David out be like by a strong presence. Yeah, to be yeah. like, hey, I'm an older man. I'm your friend. Uh, Arnie was 19, <laughs> I think, at the time. Not like <laughs> an older sorry. man. If anyone's like, hey, I'm an older man. No, I'm your no. friend. No, so this girl, Debbie, was like, my brother's having a really hard time. I think yeah, David yeah. was like 11, maybe. Arnie was 19, so she was like, you're a cool older figure to him. Can you move right. in and calm him down sort okay. of and get him to come out of his shell? He's really withdrawn since this devil has moved into sure. his mind. Yeah. Uh, when they brought in the priest, the beast did not like it. Um, things started getting crazier and crazier. David started hissing at people and speaking oh. in tongues. And which, I think this is actually pretty impressive. He started reciting passages from Paradise Lost, which is good on you. Awesome. Yeah. Good reading. Wow. I mean, um, if that's all a demon possession is that I can remember sign cool me books. Up. I'll go fine. to grad school. Yeah. I've um, been to grad school and I still can't do that. No, I have a hard time. You know, I, I can barely remember, like, my home phone number. You know, I can't recite I think passages. I know, I know I know your cell phone number by heart still. Oh, I don't know anybody's. My I, mom's. I know. I know my mom's. I know, yeah. I know because anyway. you texted my mom this week to congratulate her on her master's. My mom got That's her master's correct. this week, everyone. Congratulations, Marilyn. She is the fucking best, man. But uh, you texted her and she goes, who is this? And I was like, well, it's Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Qualifying it with a well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so David's anyway, had a great time. Somebody had to watch David 24 hours a day because he was, like, never sleeping. He was having seizures all the time. He was just 
flipping out constantly. Oh, Paranoid, God. speaking in tongues, like just losing it. Um, clearly, the priest's blessing had not helped at all. So the family turned to Connecticut's favorite ghost hunters. Oh, man. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yes. Okay. So Lorraine Warren described her first encounter with David as such, quote, while Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Mm-hmm. Soon, the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him, and there were red marks on him. He I said, see. I hear that a lot, that that happens. I know. Choking. I know. Especially mm-hmm. on uh, Ghost Adventures. Shout out to my favorite show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said that he had the feeling of being hit, unquote. Which, yeah, sure. Um, so the Warrens, along with four priests, held Whoa. not one, but three exorcisms oh on Oh my David. god, you know what? Hmm. I don't know, man. That may be like a thing. Yeah. It may be third time's the charm. I think we've stumbled upon something, because we'll get into that later, but well, three seems to be a magic number. Lorraine Warren said that David levitated, ceased breathing for a time, and even demonstrated the supernatural ability of Precognition. Tell me more about that. Specifically in relation to the murder Johnson <gasps> would later commit. What? The family was present for all the exorcisms, including Arnie Johnson, who made the poor choice of taunting the demons. Oh my god, that is like 101. Mm-hmm. Do not do it. First, don't use a Ouija board. No. Second, do not taunt a demon. Please do not do it. Especially during an Exorcism. Just don't even talk to them directly about no, anything. They, uh, Johnson supposedly inferred that the demons were too scared to try and possess <laughs> him. Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? Oh, he's daring them to possess him. Right. It's his own fault. Wow. So by the third exorcism, when it's over, David seemed like he was kind of cooling down, gonna be all right. Supposedly over 40 demons were exorcised from him. Is that a thing? Because I, not until I started researching this, Apparently, did I realize... Like dozens and dozens can infest you. I guess, like, a t- there's just so much room in the human soul. And so many demons out there. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, the Warrens were satisfied that he was fine, so they left. Um, they did tell the police to keep an eye on Arnie Johnson. Wow. Um, <gasps> David what? started seeing a psychiatrist. Uh, he was given a clean bill of health physically and mentally. He was doing good. So, David was doing great. His sister, Debbie, and Arnie decided to move out into their own place. And their landlord, who rented out the place to them, was a guy named Alan Bono. Mm. Bono? I don't know. <sighs> Unfortunately, as you might imagine, Arnie's personality started to change ever since the exorcism. Yeah, because where did those 40 he's demons a go? dummy. Guarantee you they didn't go into some nearby pigs. They didn't go into any suicide pigs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie Is that the name of our <laughs> Are we the suicide of our, pigs? Our, our new metal band <laughs> So Debbie claimed That Arnie would enter trances And make guttural growling sounds And claimed to see the same evil man That David would see Oh no Yeah When these trances would end He would have no memory of them That's a thing too Yeah You can't account for lost time mm-hmm. Alright Cut two. February 16th, 1981. How far away from the initial, like how many months have passed? 
Oof. I not sure? am not 100% sure. I know the initial everything with the demons began in sometime in 1980. I think it was probably, I, I want to say, I remember it being April-ish 1980. Okay, so it's been like half a year at the it's very been, least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's been like at least six to nine months. Okay. So Arnie decided to skip work February 16th, 1981, President's Day weekend. Great time to just like hang out, have some free time. Sure. He calls out of work. He decides to go spend time with his fiance Debbie, and her sister, Wanda, at the dog kennel that they worked at. Mm. Adorable. Yeah. The sisters were there with Arnie and their nine-year-old cousin, Mary, when their landlord, Alan Bono, swung by and took them all out to lunch at a bar. Mm. Wonderful. What a nice landlord. What a nice guy. Wow. So Alan and Arnie uh, both drank a fair amount during lunch, and when they returned to the kennel, things started feeling a bit tense. They were both kind of drunk, kind of feeling belligerent. Um, the two of them started fighting, and oh, Debbie no. attempted to usher her sister and little nine-year-old Mary out of the room. Before they could make it to the exit, Alan, the landlord, grabbed Mary <gasps> and refused to let go of her. What? Yeah, so... That's why you don't have lunch with the landlord. Yeah, so Wanda and Debbie run outside. They're outside. Arnie goes back in, growling like an animal, pulls out a knife and stabs Alan in the stomach and then pulls the knife up all the way to his heart and then keeps stabbing him over and over again. See, okay, Mm -hmm. this to me sort of is proof that it was a demon. (laughs) Because that takes a lot of strength, right? You cutting through... All kinds of, I mean, I don't want to get that no, into yeah, it. yeah, there's a lot to cut through there. But that, like, I don't think you can just do that just if you like, are, like, complacent about it. No, but, I mean, if he if he had a psychotic break, he also could have been strong enough to do that. Like, yeah. this is something that happens. Yeah, sure. Well, Lorraine Warren called the Brookfield police when he was booked to tell them that he had been possessed when he committed the murder. <sighs> um, Thanks, for the info, yeah. Rain. Well, that defense didn't go over well with the judge, who promptly rejected it, calling it, quote, irrelative and unscientific, and convicted Johnson of first-degree manslaughter. He was mm. sentenced to 10 to 20 years jail time, but only served five. Oh, you mean to tell me this guy... I don't know if he's still alive. I actually didn't look into it. But he had life after... Like, he was out Oh, yeah, he was like... This. this was like a... Uh, the blink of an eye for him. Well, then I don't even know if the demon su- succeeded. Unless, like, unless the demon still chilled in him. in him forever. Yeah, I don't think five years is long enough to be like, I'm cured. Whoa. Especially I didn't even realize that, like, all the times, what if when they're like, your soul is clean, go forth now. It's just like, cool, I'm fine. Yeah, Winky you can think wink. at any time. I'm still a demon inside me and the real person's dead and gone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, heavens. Oh, no. Well, that's Ugh. horrifying. I'm just imagining someone, like, filleting a man. Like, is that what it's called? Or just, like, when you slice a fish right down the belly? That's what yeah, you did to the guy. Yeah, I think it's, like, I, I don't know if it's gutting or filleting, but... Gutting, I feel like, is a cross. Oh. Like, he went hot dog style, gutting oh, his hamburger no. style. I th- See, whenever I do hot dogs, I do slashes diagonal. Oh, on the hot dog itself? Yeah. Sure, you sure. No, yeah. I meant like when you hold a paper like portrait and it's like, that's hot dog. 
and then you do it landscape and like that's hamburger oh uh, excuse me I, I promise you someone else is listening to this <laughs> has done that in their life wow you know amazing ever, nobody did hot dog hamburger for you i mean I don't know what... Oh, know. man. Is this one of those things where just, like, me and my parents did this, and they led me to believe the rest of the world also had this as some kind of an established way of communicating? Like, they told me that uh, Parmesan cheese was called sprinkle cheese, so whenever that, I asked for that... That makes sense. People didn't know what I meant. Uh, we called ketchup dip. You know that one time I, uh, I overheard somebody in, like, high school say what is a puka because somebody was wearing a puka shell necklace and somebody was like what is a puka and, and i yelled them a phantom horse yeah but i don't even think like to me that's just true i know that to them to them it didn't make sense and they probably ridiculed you also my dad used to call a scrunched up sock ready for your foot to go in it the greatest invention in the world <laughs> like i'll show Wait, you what? all the sock i'm wearing like this you go, it's the greatest invention in the world. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> what? You know, he's, he's, he's right. <laughs> he's right. right. What's your story? Mine's really long, and uh, you know how I like to ramble and mm-hmm. do too many details on everything. Hit me with it. All right, you can help me with this one. I know you already know about it. Yeah, I did not dive into it, but I did skim it in yeah. my research. This one, oh man, I don't even know where to start. Start this at one, the beginning. This one has me saying demons are fake Oof. and the demons are real. So this place takes place in Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Gary, Indiana. Na, na, na. What's that? That's not the song. The new where, me when. Music Gary, Man. Indiana, Where's that Gary. from? Uh, yeah. Is it Music Man? Yep. I have an MFA. It's fine. 2014. It was a golden year for all of us. Yep. Yep, it sure was. JK. So, just before I get started, this article that I'm reading from, that I took a lot of my notes from, originally published January 25th, 2014, in Indie Star by Marissa Kwiatkowski. Okay. Pretty sure that's how you say it. Also, it was updated... On Halloween 2016. Ooh, very this past recent. past Halloween. Okay. So, this is a story of three women and her... Nope, this is a story of one woman. <laughs> <laughs> and her three children. Who claim to be possessed by demons. And that woman's name is Latoya Amons. Dun, dun, dun. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. A-M-M-O-N-S. Ammons? Amons? I don't know, man. I I'm don't gonna know if Arnie uh, was right. <laughs> Arnie was probably it right. Was A-R-N-E. It's not Arn. It could have been Arn. I guess. I suppose it could have been. Latoya. I'm going to call her. Yeah. The tale begins. <laughs> how it often does. With a bunch of fucking flies. Oh, God, just like Amityville. Mm-hmm. So November 2011, that's where we're starting out. Okay, now this is a good year. Oh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Latoya's family moves into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary. Quiet, nice little t- little street on a little town. Sure. When suddenly, 
big black flies suddenly swarm around their screened-in porch. Bad sign. when that starts? Around December time, so a couple weeks after. Now, it's cold. What are flies doing out? Mm -hmm. Um, To me, that's a red flag, but it's not that weird yet. Um, This is where my my favorite character in the story... Well, actually, there's so many characters. It's hard to have a favorite. This is where the character who... I'm most interested in and have a theory about emerges. Rosa Campbell, Latoya's mother. Ooh. She's quoted as saying, quote, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Quote, we killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming. I have had back. ants in the kitchen of my house before, and I know exactly what she means. Yeah, so Rosa just can't get rid of these flies. Rosa's also, as you'll find, the witness and corroborator for almost everything that happens here. Let's just keep our eye on Rosa, shall we? We shall. So, soon it gets worse. They occasionally hear steady clumping, which is a great... Way to describe it. Of footsteps climbing the basement stairs, the basement stairs, and the the creaking of a door open and closed between the basement and kitchen. When they went to investigate, obviously, no one was there. (coughs) Even after they locked the door, the noise continued. Campbell, so that's Rosa, the, the grandmother, said she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man walking in the living room. She jumped out of bed to investigate and found large, wet footprints on the ground. That's just disrespectful. Exactly. If it had been like a man-man, yeah, of course. You don't just walk in someone's house with wet shoes. No. Very rude. Fast forward to March 10th, three months later. So this has been going on, just the clumping, wet footprints, Flies. Any clumping is too much clumping. Yeah. Three months later, it's 2 a.m., and normally the whole family would be asleep. Now, I should mention, too, that so LaToya has three kids. They're, I think, 12 years old, 11-year-olds, and 9 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a girl and two boys. The girl's a 12-year-old. Her kids should have been asleep, but at the time this night, they were mourning the death of a friend with other people so they were all up in the house Latoya who was in Rosa's room starts screaming for her mother oh no Rosa runs into the bedroom where they find her then 12 year old granddaughter and a friend right Mm -hmm. only thing is the 12 year old was levitating (gasps) above the bed Unconscious. No. So she's asleep. The next thing they did, apparently, Latoya and Rosa were surround the bed and pray. And eventually, Rosa says her granddaughter went back on the bed, woke up with no memory of what happened at all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, the people visiting refused to ever return. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) So at this point, this is where Rosa Campbell, the grandmother, she's full in. This is where she's like, it's a demon. Yeah. For sure. I think too early to say, but I also think Rosa's got a little bit of ulterior motive. I think she may have her spoon in the pot, and that's not a phrase, but I said it, and you know what I mean. I don't know if I do. You'll see. (laughs) (laughs) 
So after this incident, LaToya and Rosa were like, that's it. We got to call some churches. All of them refused to listen to them for the most part. Yeah. They did get in touch with officials from one church who just flat out told them that it seemed like their house um, had evil spirits in it. They recommended the family clean the home with bleach and ammonia. I don't know. That's just what know you if do. That works for ghosts. It's how I clean my Demons. house normally when I have a dirty house. Is um, it? Because I feel like it's not good to. You're not I supposed mix to mix them, the two. But I use them on different things, sure. You use one in the bathroom and one in the other thing. and I just use Myers for everything. That's fine, too. All right. I like that. My mom's a nurse. I like that, that good old bleachy feel. That's true, yeah. You gotta have that, that pungent yeah. mm-hmm. odor. Yep. Nearly knocking you off mm-hmm. your feet. Uh, also, they recommended that they use oil to draw crosses on every door and window, so that's pretty oh, much, that's not as normal. Duh. Yeah. Um, so she poured olive oil on her three kids' hands and feet, smeared <laughs> on their crosses, on their foreheads, you know, usual stuff. They also reached out to a couple clairvoyants uh, who said the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. I will say oh clairvoyants tend to be a little hyperbolic. Don't get me started. <laughs> Probably more like only 100 demons. I have the number of hours and dollars I have invested into psychics. I know. Is, it's... It's so humiliating that I don't, I'm not going to talk about it. I mean, I can't even, I've, I've never done it. I've never and even done one. Nor should you. Yeah. you will come out of it feeling disappointed and humiliated. I already feel Unless that way. Unless it's Teresa Caputo, <laughs> and in that case, then yes, she knows Different everything. story. So basically, the best, the thing that they say to them is the best thing you can do is move. You just gotta move. They Which don't I would say, um, some of the time they do, some of the time they don't. That was their clairvoyance advice. Okay. So instead, they stayed, um, and they made an altar in the basement. That seems like the opposite thing of what you should do. It seemed like they thought that the evil presence was kind of emitting from the basement, so they thought maybe putting a big religious altar down there no, might help. I they think covered you it. seal it off. I mean, I would just move. There. I would just leave the house. Oh, of course. I would be out before somebody had to tell me to move. Absolutely. But I think that money was... It, I, they just couldn't up and leave. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't do that. Like, I if, some, if I just sank a bunch of money into a house, I couldn't just decide to move. I know. But so I feel I did like get if it. I see, like, more than two spiders in the same room, like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. And I will say that I'm, I don't have kids and... You know, I don't know how I'd react, but if anything happened, if I imagine anything happening to my daughter, mm-hmm. future daughter, I probably would just leave that house forevermore and never return. Yeah, just like you get in the car and you drive until yeah. something happens. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, n- nobody levitates my girl. <laughs> That's what I always say. So basically, they covered this table with a white sheet, candle, statue of Mary, Joseph, Jesus, you got it. Bible's open to Psalm 91. Goes like this. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Beautiful. Very nice. You won't fear it. Nothing weird happened for three days. Then it got worse. Oh, no. Pretty quick escalation. This is where in this that my my theory started to develop Mm -hmm. about Rosa... Okay. 
Rosa Campbell said the demons didn't affect her because she was born with protection from evil. Okay, but like, yeah. She said How? she and others like her have a guardian who protects them. What does that mean, though? What well, is she like? I have no idea. It seemed, to be honest, it, it's it it's, it sounds to me like Rose is hoping it's demons. I mean, it sounds to me like a Munchausen by proxy thing. It sounds to me like Rose is the demon. <laughs> She's probably a demon. I did actually write Munchausen's in here. Yeah. So we'll get to that. But you'll start to see that Things start getting better until Rosa comes back in the room, and then everything goes to hell again. But we'll see. So the youngest boy, then seven, was doing stuff like sitting in closets and talking to another boy that nobody else could see. Not that weird. Not that weird. Um, Sitting in a closet and talking to an imaginary friend on the scale of weird things is like a one out of ten. Okay, what's this then? The other boy was describing to people what it felt like to be killed. I feel like, yes, that does sound bad, but I know that I probably also, as a child, said some really fucked up things. But yes, that is not great. If a kid I was babysitting said that to me, um, I would, like, leave, like, a... Freak out, man. Yeah, I would leave, like, a roadrunner cloud of dust while I, like, scampered away. Mm -hmm, For sure. But not before eating all those people's snacks. Yeah, I did every single time. Yep, every single time I babysat. The seven-year-old once, says here, flew out of the bathroom as if he'd been thrown. And a headboard on a bed once smacked into the daughter, causing a wound that needed stitches. Ooh. The 12-year-old daughter would later tell mental health professionals she sometimes felt like she was being choked, like we were saying, or held down so she couldn't talk or move at all, and that she heard voices that said to her she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live for the next half hour. Okay, here's a question I have. Mm-hmm. Did this home have a carbon monoxide monitor? Probably not. <laughs> because I feel like that could explain quite a bit. I mean, every single thing in this is explainable, and that's why it's so interesting to me, because even reading this, all of the main players in this, are they believe it all. Yeah. I think the house was old. Well, it's kind of like my one of my favorite movies, The Skeleton Key, where it doesn't affect that you unless you believe best. it. Skeleton Key, when Kate Hudson falls down I love that, movie. that so staircase hard. and just Ugh. like breaks her leg open. No, it's the old woman who breaks her leg. What happens to Kate Hudson? She falls off the roof. Are you sure it's the old lady breaks her leg? Yeah, because she's dragging herself oh. around yelling, Caroline. Oh, man. That movie owns. I think we saw that in theaters together. We did, on your birthday. Because it came out oh, the same day right. as Red Eye. Oh, my God, you're right. Yeah. Well, I have seen Skeleton Key probably, no joke, like 12 to 15 times. Oh, because it's on TV, like... Really? Twice a year. Yeah. I think I saw it one time in my life. Oh, I own it somewhere on DVD, (laughs) but I also, anytime it's on TV, I'm like, yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I keep on missing it. Mm. This, okay, well, this this year when I turn 30 years old. (laughs) I'll get it for you on Blu-ray. We're going to watch Skeleton Key. Actually, Tommy and I have a tradition of watching the movie Tombstone for my birthday. Oh yeah, I know you love Tombstone. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) Super, super good. I'm your Huckleberry. I'm your Huckleberry. Um, Falconer. 
you know, he's kind of weird. He's a beautiful man. He's a great actor in that one. Um, no, but in uh, Skeleton Key, if you, it only can hurt you if you believe it. Oh, no. But then I'd immediately believe in it, because obviously well, it has power. Well, that's the whole thing. Well, that's must be what demons are. The whole thing are. is that she's like, I don't believe in it. I don't believe it. And she's yelling at the thing. I don't believe. But, like, you can tell she does believe. And so also, if you it. have to yell that hard, you clearly do. Well, that's what, yeah. Oh, I hate that paradox. I know. That's why the movie's so good. <gasps> all right, keep going. All right, so after all this, this is all happening. Finally, in desperation... They went to their family physician. Go there first. That's a first stop. Yeah. All right. Sure. That's if anyone is like, I don't know what to do. It seems like yeah, my I would son, say, uh, some kind of doctor, keeps describing what it feels like to be killed. Take that son to a doctor. This one's name is Doctor Jeffrey Onyeku. I'm gonna call him Jeff. On April nineteenth. That's. This is one month in. He's, he's quoted as saying, I was scared myself when I walked into the room of the house. Jeff? Yeah, Jeff. Dr. Jeff. In his medical notes, he just says that it seems like they had delusions of ghosts in the home, correction, demons, and hallucinations. Soon, chaos erupts. Oh. Rosa says that the, that the sons, both of them now, yeah. are cursing, cursing the doctor. Raging at him. Medical staff, so I guess they've taken them to the hospital at this point, um, said that the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into the wall with nobody touching him. So at this point, it seems also like DCS has been called. Yeah, yeah. It seems like there's something going on here. And when they went to the doctor and they've been telling the whole town, calling all the churches, calling clairvoyance, people know what's going on. DCS is called in. It's well documented. Yes. Basically. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is that this is very well documented. Mm-hmm. And the we whole both family have watched video. Oh yeah. The whole family's been really open about it too. Yeah. They're hiding nothing. So someone in the doctor's office when they go calls nine one one because this kid's just throwing himself into into things. They couldn't figure out what exactly was happening. Police and emergency p- personnel took the boys to Methodist Hospital. So it, they must have just been at Dr. Jeff's private practice. Yeah, and he was like, this has escalated too far. Yep, they take him over to Methodist Hospital. The boys woke up in the hospital after taking just a demon snooze. Yeah. The nine-year-old acted rationally, but the younger one just keeps on screaming and thrashing. It took five men to hold him down. What? I would describe this child as unrestrainable, which is my least oh, favorite way stop. to describe somebody. Seven years old, okay? Mm -hmm. Five grown men. Meanwhile, someone called. Yeah, so DCS is already there. They're investigating the family for possible child abuse and neglect. Munchausen by proxy, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Speculated that the mother might be making this up or have a mental illness, which may be true. DCS family case manager Valerie Washington was asked to handle the investigation. At this point in my notes, I wrote down and circled, I think it's the grandma. <laughs> so that's where, I'm, that's where I'm at in my reading. I think this. that it's carbon monoxide poisoning, but... I think it's Rosa. It could be both. Washington interviews the family in the hospital. While she's speaking to the seven-year-old, he starts to growl and show his teeth. His eyes roll back in his head. 
He locks his hand, locks his hands around his older brother's throat and refuses to let go until they pry his hands off. So Washington, the DCS worker and a registered nurse named Willie Lee Walker brought the two boys into a small room for an interview. Guess who joined them? Oh no, was it Rosa? Seven-year-old stared into his brother's eyes and begins to growl again, saying, It's time to die. Oh no. In a deep, unnatural voice, and then I will kill you. I mean, just to play, no pun intended, devil's advocate. Demon's advocate. Demon's advocate. I know that I, both I have said, I'm sure horrifying things, and my sisters have said them in return to me. So, like... But in front of a DCS worker and a nurse and yeah, a hospital... Yeah, I'm sure at that point, no, we would not have just um, proceeded, but yeah. Top of the page, right there. What did I write? It is the grandma. It is the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> While the youngest boy spoke, the older boy started headbutting Campbell in the stomach. That's oh Rosa. Oh, God. Uh, Rosa grabbed her grandson's hand and started praying. So strong, Rosa. Or are you actually praying to a demon to keep on headbutting you? I Just mean. Just a theory. According to Washington's original DCS report, corroborated by Walker, the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird, weird grin, quote, and... Walked backwards <gasps> up a wall Ugh. to the ceiling, then did a flip, did flipped it. over Rosa, landed on his feet, all while never letting go of his grandmother's hand. Oh my fucking god. And I know I'm, I just, now I have had two glasses of wine and I feel guilty for saying that because I'm wearing this rosary still. But no, oh, Catholics oh my love wine. God. Oh my fucking God, yeah. Dude, I, yeah. He glided backward on the floor, wall, and ceiling, then flips it turvied over and <laughs> landed on his feet. Both it. Washington and Walker just ran out of the room at that point. Yeah. Washington is, uh, Walker is quoted by the star as to have said, we didn't know what was going on. That was crazy. I was like, everybody gotta go. <laughs> Yes, everybody gotta correct. go. Everybody gotta That's go. That's the correct response uh -huh. to this situation. Yep, yep. So the doctor didn't didn't believe them at all. Asked uh, asked him to do it again. What? And yeah, he's like, I don't believe you. Prove it. Do it again. So Washington's like, I don't think he can because Ugh. at the time he was possessed by demons. If only if only Vine had existed. At the I time. know, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the boy says, I don't remember what happened. And I can't do it again, according to Washington's report. Classic this is excuse. All in the DCS report. So, um, basically, Washington and Walker both are like, there could be evil at work here. It's possible. Oh, really? Yes. What because, a wild they theory. Because uh, Just want to remind everyone, Rosa was in the room for that, and probably is the reason it happened. Just want to remind everybody that Rosa um, was doing something under the table with her left yeah. hand. Nobody could quite <laughs> see what it was, but it yep. looked like she was holding a marionette. Oh. No. oh, all these children are just marionettes this entire oh. time. So Latoya says she spent the night at the hospital with her seven-year-old son while Rosa took the daughter and other son back 
home. I bet she did. I bet she did, and I bet she demon demon manipulated them. The next day was this youngest son's eighth birthday. Oh, no. They celebrated in the hospital. The DCS officials um, said they could bring the kids back and also wanted to interview them again. They uh, were singing, eating a miniature cake. I don't know why it says that. Miniature cake. Why is it miniature? I don't know. And then uh, it says uh, the children wouldn't go home. They were just too scared. They were all I at the hospital. That. They were having probably the only good experience they've had in the last yeah, however many months this has happened. Of course. They're eating a miniature cake. They're singing. They don't want to go back to the place. Where I wouldn't go back. Demons are terrorizing no. them. DCS, at that point, takes the emergency step of taking custody of the kids without a court order. And they actually are pretty close to their mom. It's a tight-knit group. Yeah. Rosa, I don't know, but they're close with their mom. Um, fast forward. April... 20th. So fast forward, not that much. 420. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. That's why they, yeah, contacted the Reverend Michael Maginot. Maginot? I want to say Maginot. All right. Maginot. He received a call from the hospital chaplain. So the chaplain there was like, this is a case for Maginot. Can you explain to me what a chaplain is? Yeah, I mean, my understanding of it is that it's somebody who's specially trained to be a priest for hospitals and does does things like gives last rites. Oh, okay. Um, is there for anybody who's uh, struggling with their own illnesses or recovery or ailments and family members. He's mm-hmm. just a religious figure at the hospital. So um, the chaplain asked him to perform an exorcism on the nine-year-old son. In, wait. The chaplain at the hospital? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, Maginot agreed to interview the family first. I guess what he wanted to do was rule out natural causes. So, which is smart. April 22nd, two days later, oh, he goes to their house, and he's interviewing Rosa and Latoya. Mm -hmm. Talking to them, normal questions. Suddenly, Rosa interrupts the interview to be like, oh, look over there. It looks like the bathroom light is flickering. So, of course, raise this up. Rosa. Um, the reverend walks over. Can't, can't tell why the bathroom light's flickering. It stops whenever he goes near it, and it starts when he walks away. He goes, it must be scared of me. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Demons aren't scared of people. <laughs> so... He basically, that's all the information, that's all he needs. Oh, they see um, oil coming down the Venetian blinds. They don't know what that's from. It's an old house. It could be anything. <laughs> he sees the wet footprints. Um, Once again, do not care for those. Yeah. Seems rude. Extremely rude. Um, he says that when he puts a crucifix near Latoya's head, she convulses. After a four-hour interview, uh, he just says the family's been tormented by demons and there's also some ghosts in the house. And you know what? I'm sorry, Reverend. Don't just bring ghosts into this, okay? Ghosts yeah, have not nothing to do with what's fault. going on. They, they, they have nothing to do with this. It doesn't sound to me like there's any dead people in the house. No, not at all. No. They temporarily move in with a relative, though, at his request. It's less than a week later. The two women are back because guess what? They're trying to get their kids back, so they got to go back yeah, to the house they live in. So um, it looks like the DCS family case manager comes to check it out. Washington asks... A Lake County police officer to come with her because she just saw a child uh, walk up a wall by himself. I would quit my job. Yeah, I'm surprised like, he's still she's still here. Yep. So um, two other officers that she didn't even ask to come just come along 
out of professional I'm sure curiosity. there were dudes that were like, uh, yeah, we'll go Well, with these you. two particular ones, they came along out of curiosity, and then no. you'll see later. I'm sure that they, they were come like, we're going to record everything that happens here. Yeah, they pretty much did. Paranormal experts. Wannabes. Ooh, That's girl, what we are. Ghost no, hunters. It's true. Latoya refuses to go inside, even though it's her own house. Yeah. But Rosa agreed to accompany the group, of course, because Graham is a demon, mm-hmm. as I also wrote down again. Sure. They go to the basement. Latoya had put rings of salt everywhere, because that's something that apparently demons hate. Seems like, oh, Rosa told the officers the demons seemed to emanate from beneath the stairs. That's exactly where the claw of a demon would reach out from and get you. Mm-hmm, beneath the basement stairs? Mm-hmm. Yep. Looks like they tried to record, but the, all the audio um, stuff malfunctioned. Ugh, of course it did. Mm-hmm. Typical. Mm-hmm. Oh, it also says, another officer recorded audio, and when he played it back later, heard an unknown voice whisper, Hey. Hey. No, I'm sorry, demons wouldn't just say hey. We both listened to this hey <laughs> recording earlier, and I, honestly, I had braced myself so hard to hear the scariest shit in my life. And when I heard it, I was like, what? Hey? Because it's like, normal guys talking, police talking, blah, blah, blah. And then you just hear somebody go, hey. <laughs> demons don't even, demons talking like Latin and stuff. Or if they're going to use English, they're not going to say hey. They're not going to just be like, hey. Yeah. Like it, uh, 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 I, I listened to it at work and I was like, hold up. I got to like pause my white noise thing. I got to pause my Spotify. Yeah. I got to give this my full attention because I'm about to lose my mind at being so scared of this. Because it was like, warning. (laughs) Whatever news website I was on. Anyway, it was not the haunting experience I wanted. Yeah, and if that's what the demon was saying... It's like, hey. I don't even know. I don't even get it. But anyway. Hey, man. Basically, they don't really find that much. It's looking more and more like it's just a case of like mental issues maybe mental illness or they're making this up or i don't know if that explains the walking up the walls though well it certainly doesn't (laughs) i can't explain that one at all um parkour but the police think it's a case they 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 believe medical health professionals needs to needs to step in their their skeptics um the dcs petitions the court for temporary wardship of the three children they've got it DCS finds um, LaToya neglected her child's education by not having them in school regularly. Mm. She says it's because her kids were always besieged by uh, demons. Yeah, of course. But, you know. That's what I always say to get out of school and work. Of course. So uh, they temporarily place her daughter and son in St. Joseph's um, home in East East Chicago. The youngest son sent to Christian Haven in Wheatfield for psychiatric evaluation. Aww. Seems like he's getting the brunt of this. Poor boy. Um, psychologist Stacy Wright said the boy, the youngest boy, tended to act possessive when challenged, almost like uh, whenever he was questioned, he would always just pretend to be, you know, possessed by a demon again, as if that were his like go-to response. Yeah. So it le- seems to be like a learned behavior unfortunate case of uh, a child who's been induced into a delusional system perpetuated by his family and other relatives. So all stuff we've already heard, they're just basically trying to see whether or not these kids are being fed this or it's something that um, that's actually happening to them. DCS tells the family they got to stop talking about demons. I agree. Stop discussing demons. Stop talking about getting possessed. Take responsibility for your actions. DCS also says they can't go back to the house, which I feel like is a good move. Rosa, 
Latoya, Austin, and two other police officers. That's a, uh, one of the captains, the police captains, Austin. Okay. They decide to go back to the house one more time. Afternoon of May 10th. Police officers visited after work hours. These two, these two like, fanboys from before. They're joined by the Reverend, two other officers, and a police dog, and DCS family case manager Samantha Illick. Because Washington didn't want to go back to the house. Yeah, obviously. This is where she was like, I'm I'm done with this. Washington. I'm not going to go back, but best of. Yeah. And have a great time. So the dog doesn't show interest in anything. Chills out. That's one of the main reasons that I'm like, this isn't a haunted house. This isn't a demon. Yeah, a dog recognizes a ghost. Yeah, as soon as any of my animals start acting weird or freaking out, I know something's truly happening. Yeah. My fat cat was meowing last night, and I was like, what is it, girl? And it was yeah. a giant spider. Oh. They just Not a ghost, ghosts. but equally Still. as scary. Could have been. Could be a demon. As well, I said. a cat does love to suck the breath and life out of a baby. Mm-hmm. That's fine, though. The Reverend told police he wanted to check the dirt under the stairs for a pentagram or personal objects that might have been cursed. What? I would check my stairs. He said a pentagram might indicate a demonic presence impossible. Portal to hell. Oh, doy. Sure. Um, if someone had died in the house and was buried in the stairs, it could explain paranormal activity too. That's true. Could I explain like it. Paranormal activity too, but not as much as paranormal activity three. Is that the which one? Good joke too. Um, um, no, the which one is a more recent one. The third one is the one that takes place in the 80s. Oh, yeah. It's a really good one. It's a good one. So they dug a four foot by three foot hole in the stairs, and guess what they found in it? A pentagram? Nope. A skeleton? Nope. A pink press-on fingernail, a white pair of panties, (gasps) a political shirt pin, a lid for a small cooking pot, socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles. Oh! The greatest invention the in the world. The greatest invention in the world? Candy wrappers, a heavy metal object that looked like a weight, and Wait. a drapery cord. I never would have guessed this. That's a, quite an assortment of things. It is. It's a lot of things. Uh, finding nothing else, they just put the dirt back. That the Reverend Bless Seems like enough salt. to have found. Yeah, but it's, it's just stuff. Yeah. In like a, a shitty basement. Yeah, all right. I'm not, I'm not so convinced it was anything worth worrying about. Uh, the Reverend blessed some salt, which he said is barrier oh, to evil. fucking salt. I don't know. Um, Just raise your iodine. Yeah, everyone high starts high blood uh, pressure. Oh, yeah. So Samantha starts having a headache and can't take it anymore. Not to be outdone, Latoya also starts having a headache and also goes uh-huh. outside. It says here that all the police officers started being like, this is too much for me. I'm freaked out. And left. But not before checking out that um, oil coming off the, Bene- the Venetian blinds, mm-hmm. which they seemed to seemed to convince them that, that there was demons. I just think it's an old house with gross oil leaks somehow. That I don't know if that makes any sense. Well, it's that thing where, like, you know when um you use oil and stuff to on metal to make it kind of not scrape against each other yeah, or treat yeah. things? I think it probably was just that. Yeah, I mean, it, it It really depends on whether or not it's just, like, collected on something or if it's, like, oozing out of it. That's what they claim. And the Reverend told the police it was a manifestation of demonic presence. So, I guess well, case closed on that I one. Mean, did demons even know about oil? Can they even get to it? Why would they put it on the Venetian blinds? If anything, like, wouldn't it... 
I guess it'd just be an olive oil, right? That was the I only guess. kind of oil available yeah. back in yonder days. Well, after this, the reverend's like, I need permission from the bishop to perform an exorcism. The bishop says that he never authorized an exorcism in 21 years of being a bishop in the diocese, diocese of Gary. Diocese, I think, of Gary. Um, he would need a bishop's approval to do this. He, he, so he initially, um, the bishop denies the request to do a church-sanctioned exorcism. However, he did tell the reverend that he could contact other pri- priests who performed exorcisms for some tips. The reverend said he needed other priests to give him the, r- the ritual for a minor exorcism, which does not require church approval. The priests, he asked, told him to consult the internet. No. Look it up on the internet, guys. Oh, no. So he says, the reverend says he did an intense blessing on the Carolina Street home, and um, the ritual consisted of prayer statements and appeals to cast out demons. This, like you were saying, this is the first of three. The first two he performs in in English, and the secret is the third one he performed in Latin. Okay. Which I think is a demon's native tongue. Yeah. So after he does these minor rituals, things start getting a little bit better. He suggests that they start looking up the names of the demons if they can, find out the names of the demons that are possessing them. Apparently, if you know the name, you have some kind of power over yeah. it, which seems like just a pop culture thing. But I guess maybe he looked it up on the internet. He probably gave it a Google yep. and was taught exactly what I've been yep. taught. One such name that they associated with the demons was Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. A classic. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Flies also would explain all those flies. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, was that the one that also was in Amityville, or? I don't know. They just don't know? I forget. I have no idea. But Latoya said that other high-ranking demons were also oh, assigned yeah. to her, including lieutenants and sergeants. Oh, my God. Latoya, can you... Oh, wait, no, sorry, I'm thinking of Rosa. Ugh, I was about to go off. I'm sure Rosa planted the idea in her mind. <laughs> well, you think that LaToya just knows that there's, like, sergeants and lieutenants and high-ranking an demons? Is there an actual, like, army assigned? I to- did see that there was, um, like, Azazel, Duke of blah, blah, blah. Get out of here! Yeah, so I don't even know, but apparently they just use kingdom names. Imagine people. one of them, like, going home to their demon wife being like, I really want the promotion, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I think that Azazel is I just want to be it. general of the flies. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and then you one gotta, day, if you, you stick with start, me. like, showing up earlier, staying yeah. later. Like, there are some changes you have to make. Mm-hmm. You're just going to have to be a yes man for a little while longer, and then eventually you'll become Lord of the Flies. Oh, they have a hard but regular life. Yeah, for the most part. So then, so these three exorcisms, uh, by the the last one, like I said, he switched to Latin, which is what the Catholic Church used to do all their masses in. Mm -hmm. He does this special incantation. I'm going to read it right now. (gasps) Please do. I cast you out, unclean spirit, along with every satanic power of the enemy, every specter from hell. And all your fellow companions, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good one. That was, so he did that in English or in Latin? I think both. Wow, beautiful. Yep. The pain that Latoya feels at this moment, she describes as the same as giving birth. It's pretty bad pain. I don't know, man. Eventually, it's so bad, I guess she falls asleep or gets knocked unconscious. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember anything. 
after this exorcism, guess what? What? Can't remember it's over. anything. No, it's over. It it's took three, and it did it. Over that final Where is exorcism. The magic number of three was on June in June two thousand twelve. Prayed and berated the demons in Latin, like I was saying. He said words of thanksgiving, and it was the last time that family ever saw the Reverend. She and Rosa drove back to Indianapolis, where they had been staying now with relatives, and lived without fear. In the same home? In No, Indianapolis. Oh, thank God. Okay. The old oh, house scary, on Carolina right? Street became an object of local curiosity, so much so that the landlord, who? Never have lunch with? No, don't you dare. Uh, he told the police department that people, the police need to have people stop coming by to gawk at the house. But problem was, it was probably the police gawking at the house since they were so obsessed yeah, the with it. Yeah, seemed to love it. Yeah. Um, he said there's no problems in the home since they left. I Do think you the demons buy it? probably want. Yeah. There is that picture. If you guys look it up, mm-hmm. there's an awesome picture at the front of the house. Looks like there's a horrible white demon standing there inside is the sunroom. A what is the demon Valak? There is a Valak demon standing on the porch. You can't even say that name out loud to me. I get too upset. I hate it so much. I'm pretty sure it lives in your parents' house, dude. I wonder why in The Conjuring 2 they were like, let's use this name. I think it's because it's like a hard K and they're like, it sounds strong. Oh. Now that I ran into fucking Ugh, Ron, help me out here. What's his name? What are you talking about? The actor from The Conjuring who's also oh, in Office yes. Space. And you tried to strike up a combo. Yeah, I ran into him at a bar near here, near my apartment, and I was very drunk, and I went up to him, and I was like, hello, it's very nice to meet you. Um, I'm a huge fan. I just saw The Conjuring, and he was like, cool. Bye. And I was like, "You know, do you know that I saw... Lorraine Warren speak at my college one time and like it's very scary it was very scary and he was like okay and I was like yeah haha can I buy you a drink and <gasps> he, he just said no oh and no. I was like well I'm bye and I just oh, no, went girl. away and I was just like I went and sat down and I was like oh well I done did it this time that was a bad move. No, it was fine. It was just like misguided, and also can I, I buy was, you like, a drink? No, oh yeah. But imagine like you're that guy, and you're like pretty famous, and you're like I don't know how old he is, but at the but time at the I least, must have been like twenty four, and I'm sure it's like he a could wasted twenty four year old coming up to you being like I love the conjuring. Yeah, but he should have been like, no, thank you. That's really nice of you. Thanks so much for liking them. I mean, I don't know. No, he celebrities was fine. are he was constantly fine. annoyed by everybody, and they can't have the patience. They yeah, don't, they're probably. It was also at like a weird dive bar, and I'm sure that I had been staring at him, and been like, I'm gonna do it. Do you dare me to do it? I'm gonna go up to him. I've only ever done that um, sober though. So I make an idiot of myself and I don't have any excuse. Well, no, I went right up to him and I was like, hey, it was nice to meet you. I held my hand out like I was a queen needing a a ring to be kissed. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was a lot. That's not a good plan. Do you want to know some of these cool demons? Sure. They're not cool. I take it back. Ukbok, a fire demon. Thoth. Oh, I've heard of Thoth. That's an Egyptian one. Mm -hmm. God of magic, but also it's with a K. God of magic. Magic. And, uh... Demon of magic. Oh, Shabriri? It's a Jewish myth. Sounded Irish the way you said it. Shabriri. Shabriri. Like a shillelagh. How would I say it? It's just Shabriri? Probably like Shabriri. 
Shibuchi? I can't do the, like... Now I just sound French. Shibuchi. Yeah. I well, uh, it's a demon who strikes people blind. Okay, cool. It's a really bad one. Wait, can I read you one really insane Wikipedia when you're done with these demons? Oh, I'm never going to be done with it. There's, the list oh. goes on and on. Oh, all right. So, yeah, read it to me. Well, this is one that I found after I had already researched my initial one, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was so out of this world that I feel like we need to talk about it. Do it. So, real quick, I'm just going to read this straight off of Wikipedia. That's fine. I'm not embellishing the or changing the language at all. Sure. You can read word for word what I'm about to say on Wikipedia. This is the possession of Michael Taylor. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Michael Taylor, born circa 1944. Ooh, guess they couldn't verify that. Hmm. Michael Taylor lived in Osset, West Yorkshire, England as a butcher. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Bad start to begin with. Around too much blood. In 1974, his wife Christine stated to a Christian fellowship group to which they both belonged that his relationship with the lay leader of the group, Marie Robinson, was carnal in nature. Wait, wait, wait. So his wife snitched on him for having an affair with the church leader. What's the name of his wife? Christine Taylor. Oh, I know this one, girl. Girl. Okay. I, I'm going to do this so our listeners can't tell. But you'll know if I'm mm-hmm. talking about the right one. Yeah, I'm pretty... Yep, that's correct. Cool. Okay. I can't so, wait. Michael Taylor admitted that he felt evil within him and eventually attacked Robinson verbally, who screamed back at him. Mm-hmm. During the next meeting, Michael Taylor received an absolution, but nevertheless, his behavior continued to become more erratic. As a result, the local vicar called in other ministers... Which is a gross name. Yeah, I don't like it. It reminds me of Bridget Jones, Tarts and Vickers party. Yeah. Um, called another minister is experienced in deliverance in preparation to cast out the demons residing within him. The exorcism, uh, which occurred on the 5th and 6th of October 1974, was headed by Father Peter Vincent, blah, 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 blah. Uh, according to Bill Ellis, an authority on folklore and the occult in contemporary culture, the exorcists believed that they had, quote, in an all-night ceremony, invoked and cast out at least 40 demons. Oh, it's always like, it's never just two. I know. <laughs> Including those of incest, gross, bestiality, grossish, blasphemy, whatever, lewdness, fine. Mm. At the end, exhausted, they allowed Taylor to go home, although they felt that at least three demons... Insanity, murder, and violence were still left in him. Are you believe the most dangerous That's ones? a bad three to leave. Why would you just leave, lewd, be like, lewdness, like, leave get out of here. lewdness one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so uh, <laughs> Michael's exorcism lasted until 6 a.m., exhausted the priests who then allowed the man to return home. But they had cautioned that although they had cast out 40 spirits, a few remained... Once again, including the demon of murder. God. <laughs> Don't know why they let him go home, but it seems like a real Can egg on their face. Like, yeah, bye-bye. Have a, see you tomorrow. Yeah. I don't, I think murder's still I don't still think we should have let that guy go. I think, honestly, honestly, I saw Do you think he'll murder. be fine until tomorrow? Probably, probably. Murder doesn't usually wait, but, you know. I I'm, guess we'll I'm not going back out there. You know, I'm not calling you back. a long in. night. It's 6 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I've got to walk in the morning, so. I mean, I'm supposed to be at work in two hours. 
So did he kill anybody? Well, <laughs> it might shock you to learn that he did. Oh. While at home, Michael Taylor brutally <gasps> murdered his wife, Christine. I he attacked it. her with his bare hands, tearing her eyes and tongue oh. out, and oh. almost tearing her face off. Oh, my God. And then... In the manner of a chimp. Strangling their poodle. Sorry, what? He tore her eyes and tongue and face off and then strangled their poodle. Didn't know about the dog. He was found by a policeman naked in the street, <gasps> covered oh, in blood. Oh, the scariest sight of them all. Yeah. Well, until they find the wife. And then that's the scariest yeah. sight of them all. Yeah. Uh, he was acquitted on grounds of insanity. He was sent to Broadmoor Hospital for two years and spent another two years in a secure ward in Bradford before being... Release. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Well, in 2005, he re-entered the news after being found guilty of indecently touching a teenage girl. So lewdness and like... Yeah, you know, lewdness is still hanging still out. Still in there. A week into his prison sentence for the crime, Taylor, who in the years since the trial had attempted suicide on four separate occasions, began exhibiting the sort of strange behavior that had preceded his wife's murder in oh, 1974. Man. When brought back before the court, they once again ordered him into psychiatric treatment. And that is where the Wikipedia ends. So he he's is just among just us. Just hanging out somewhere in prison. Wow. I mean, that's like, that's an. Uh, he's definitely got a mental illness. Yeah. That's not a demon, guys. Including like, lewdness. Yeah. It's like funny ha-has, but then it's not at all. It's, no, let me rephrase that. <laughs> yeah. We can, do you want to like, try that again? We can joke as we do uh-huh. about there being demons within this man, but it just sounds to me like he just had a horrible mental illness um, and then attacked someone he loved. Yeah, if you, like, rip your wife's full-on face, eyes, and tongue out, like, it's not... Like, you just, like, had a day, and that's how you're dealing with it. It's like, Mm. you had either, like, a psychotic episode, Mm -hmm. or, like, had been planning on murdering her for a while, or have, like, rage issues. Like, it's not just, like... It doesn't like, seem to me oh, like, this like was... in a moment right. of like something, this just happened. They were fighting, and like he did it out of fear. He like panicked mm-hmm. and stabbed her. But it or doesn't something. seem pre, pre um, planned. You know what? How do you even do it? How do you even rip a face he off? He asked a chimp out. No. I just, no. part of me feels like maybe, maybe demons, maybe people invented this idea that there's. A horrible supernatural force that takes over, and to that's avoid why people, the stigma of mental illness. Well, or to explain away how people are capable of such atrocious acts as this. Yeah, because I it think would probably be way... people are like this. What just happened can't be human. Yeah, or even further, it can't be something that I might somehow be also capable of doing. Yeah. Which, yeah, if you told me, yeah, Stephanie, if if you get just the right kind of head injury or your genetics are, you know, cooked up just right, you mm-hmm. could be one of these face ripper offers. Well, I mean, I know that I personally have had a lot of people say to me, everything happens for a reason. And it's kind of the same thing, being like, you can't use just, like, equivocation like that to just, like, 
kind of blanket explain something that doesn't make any sense, really. Like Equivocation like what? Like, like you can't be like, everything happens for a reason, and that's why you're sick, instead of being like, mm. yeah, like, sometimes cells divide too much, and they keep dividing, and nobody really knows why, but it just happens. Yeah. And, like, nobody knows why. Mm-hmm. And you also can't be like, yeah, sometimes, like, you just, like, snap, and you rip your wife's face off, and you rip her tongue out, and you rip her eyes off, because, like, you lose touch with reality, and you, like, feel like you're in another dimension, and then, like, you wake up, and you don't even know what's happened. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, that was a demon. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, yeah. I don't know. I feel like people, there's always been ways for people to comfort themselves by just, like, using some kind of blanket that covers Or putting all it of just, like, a, a, a step away from humanity. A yeah. step away from something that is like, inherently part of us. Yeah. A human would never do this. Right. Like, if I would never do it, then nobody could ever do it. Right. And also... Or like, you... if you did it, like, how do I know that I won't do it? Exactly. And if I do, it's definitely a demon and not me. Well, I will say, Robin, that I promise I'm never gonna rip somebody's eyes out, rip their face off... I don't care if and you rip do, their honestly, tongue you out. can do it. I just make sure I'm it's gonna, the right person. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I don't want you to do that, though. No, Is I'm not cool? gonna do it. I'm just saying if you do it, I don't care, but just make sure it's like... Somebody who's shitty. Okay. Still, I'm not gonna. Would appreciate it if you also join me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can think of that I would hate more than reaching my hand into somebody's mouth and grabbing their tongue. Yeah, unless I was helping them not to choke to death. I don't no, know how that would I help either. do it then. Come on. Give them the Heimlich. That's you just said you for. wanted, like, total absolution. I feel like saving a life, total absolution. To be honest, I don't even know what the word absolution really means outside of it's in one of the names of the tracks from the Titanic soundtrack. Okay, so it means... Waiting for an absolution. <sighs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I know it, but I do. Well, you know what? I just think this entire show, this entire recording has just been you showing off that you watch a bunch of movies. <laughs> I don't think that doesn't even count towards watching movies. That counts towards having owned the Titanic soundtrack and listened to it obsessively to the point where I memorized the track name. Wow. That's something special right there. I don't even think it means anything. Absolution? No, in the sense of the Titanic. I'm going to look it up now, waiting for an absolution. I don't think it, like, applies. What if I don't know what absolution means? Well, why don't you look it up as well? Aren't you doing it? No, I'm looking up waiting for oh. an absolution. <laughs> Rose Dawson, quote, Wait to die, wait to live, wait for an absolution that would never come. Oh, it's because she's, she's sad that she let him drown. I guess. She I don't know guilty. if they were on the boat or if they were on the raft or not yet. Absolution is an integral part of the sacrament of penance in Roman Catholicism. The penitent makes a sacramental confession of a mortal sin to a priest and prays an act of contrition. Do you know that one? No. No. Definitely not. I barely do, I think. Let's see if I can do it. I'm heartily sorry for having offended thee. And I confess, confess all my sins and now I don't know it anymore. Well, you're definitely And I detest going. all my sins because Ooh. of thy just punishment. But most of all because they offend thee, my God, who art all good and deserving of all my love. Okay. That's also what I just say to my mom. Like, I'm really sorry that I was a bitch. <laughs> sorry. You're deserving of all my love. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I have like four more demon stories I could tell, but I'm I'm just gonna save them for a later time, because. Uh, you know, this is about this is about all kinds of things, but I kind of miss talking about ghosts I now. Know, man. I just want to get back to the meat and potatoes, which of is just it. the ghost ghosts. Ooh, I love to be spooked. There's so much more, and I feel so much safer with them. now. I know. I don't want to be possessed, but I do want to be spooked. I feel so much safer with ghosts. We we're, we got tons to talk about: orbs, mm. banshees, Ooh. tiny little sprites. Ooh. We could even get into fairies. Those Ooh. maybe kind of count. I love those. All different kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up, we've got uh, some guests. We've got a, a, a naysayer. We've a got nay-nay. a skeptic mm-hmm. in our midst. We might even go out on the field. That is true. And do some boots on the ground research. That is at some very haunted true. territory. Very true. I don't want to give too much away, but um, you shall see. We shall see. Also, it will probably be in Connecticut, and uh, it's there's a bunch of places Robin and I frequent, and like, you know. I'd say at least triannually. Oh, yeah. That one Newtown Cemetery. Oh, yeah. There's that one. There's the Easton one. It's just, like, all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so stay tuned for that. As always, please do email us your stories, anything you'd like to say. Did we remember the correct email? I'm going to look it up right now. I know last time I barely... I don't I don't know what it is. You can tweet us anytime at That's true. Spirit Pod. We would love to be tweeted at. We would love to tweet back at you. We would so love that. We also have an Instagram. Oh yes, I believe it's That's the Spirit Podcast. Yeah. And it's That's the Spirit Podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to find out. Oh great. It's that's the that's the spirit podcast. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. I don't okay. I'm not remembering it because we haven't been doing emails because these demon ones. You yeah, just got to get through true. these demon ones. I know. Please send us your ghost stories. Send us your spooky tales. Anything that happens, really. Creaks. Bumps. Tell us about a new ghost you've met recently. Um, Tell us even if you feel like there is a ghost and you can't <laughs> prove it. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. We Please. really do want to know. If there's a doll that you feel might be haunted, oh my God, speaking of... I went to Obscura this week, which Great. is like an oddities store in New Is that York. the one I, I showed you on like Avenue B, I think? Yeah. Yeah. And they have um, the most haunting uh, tambourine playing monkey that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I They also a have a bunch of human, human skulls. Yeah, they have a lot um, of stuff. They have an exploded human skull, which is like an anatomical it. model where it's kind of like break... Do they have uh, one of those skulls from people who have, um, like, a bone growth disease where it's a bunch of shards growing out of their face? They don't have that, but they did get, um, they have, like, this 3D slide projector thing from the early 1900s where, like, it's kind of like a magic um, viewfinder thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you look at it, and then you put a slide in and you adjust it so that it becomes 3D at a certain Mm -hmm. vantage point. And they have a whole drawer of ones that are just skin diseases. Wow. And I spent a long time looking at those. It was beautiful. They've got some shrunken heads, I think. They have at least one, yeah. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can also go in there and place. ask those those guys. I think the first time that I took you, Robin, yeah. we were like, wow, wow. And then out of the shadows, a man stepped into the light who was a tall, lanky fellow with all white hair and was like, that there's a human skeleton. Oh, my God. Well, the second I walked in this weekend, I said, do you know anything about haunted dolls? (laughs) And the guy working was like, unfortunately, I do not. 
All right, guys, we're going to lighten it back up next week. Yeah. We're going to have... Yeah, no um, more demon talk. No more demon talk. For now. For now. No. Um, I'm sure it's it's, it's going to come up again. In our personal lives, sure. Of never Not ending. Um, yeah, it's been good. My tip for you guys is, again, no Ouija boards. And if somebody says get out of the house, get out of the house. My tip for you is, no matter how confident you feel, don't taunt a demon. No. Are you kidding me? No. That's almost hand-in-hand with that one tip early on, which is don't make contact. Don't initiate contact. This guy didn't even make, he didn't initiate it, but during an exorcism to taunt a demon. I don't know. Another tip, if you're going to do an exorcism, do it three times, guys. Three times a charm? got to be sure. Do it Latin style, and also Mm -hmm. don't have lunch with your landlord. No. All right, guys. Have a good evening or morning, depending. (laughs) And um, we love you. Love you. We love you. Please be careful. Please be careful out there. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Love you. Bye.